Welcome back to the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Felicia, aka VVJ, along with Graham, aka Cyrus. A lot in this bitch. Oh, now it has an in this bitch added to it. In this bitch, yes. Okay, what bitch are we in? This one. Okay, so we are recording on Monday after going to Gen Con Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which was exciting. I still want that soundboard. You don't need it. So we went on Friday after I finished work, so we only had about half an hour in the actual um, exhibit hall. Yeah, like, Graham got to, uh, he worked early because he just started his new job and didn't want to take that, because he's been working here for, like, a month, less than two months, so he didn't want to be like, hey guys, I'm going to this nerd thing, can I have Friday off so I can spend it with my wife and play board games? Right, I mean, I have the time, but it just didn't seem like a good look. So anyways, starting on Friday, uh, half an hour, just sort of scoped it out a little bit, then we went to the Battletech Grinder, which I mistakenly called the Battletech Scramble and confused the hell out of everyone, um, which is a kind of interesting format. Battletech is a game where of fighting, well, not robots, but they're fighting humanoid machines in the future, and you run around, you shoot each other, and you punch each other, you hit each other, you blow each other up. And how it works is you start with a really light mech, and when you get destroyed, you get a heavier mech and heavier mech and heavier mech and so on. So what I so we both started with commandos, which are the, it's actually these great little mechs. They're uh, not super fast, but they have a lot of missiles on them, so they have a lot of punch. Um, and then, so Felicia was doing great with them. I have this problem that I like to play heavier mechs, so I don't like to run too fast because then I don't shoot too good because your mech is jouncing around all over the place, so your shots are less accurate. So I got blown the hell up. But I did take out the organizer, which other players have been trying for for probably like four hours to take him out. And I just sort of rose in like, la, 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 here's a whole bunch of missiles. I took him out. Okay, I'm going to back up a little bit. So it took a little bit to get there for the simple fact that we were going slightly during rush hour traffic on Friday um, from our house. Because it was like about an hour to get there to downtown. But it wasn't too bad. I was like, okay, if we leave at 4, we'll get there around like 5.15. Because we had to get badges. Like, not badges. But we had to get our vaccination like wristband in order to like go anywhere. Because you had to wear your mask and you had to be vaccinated. No questions. <laughs> if you didn't want to be vaccinated and wear a mask, you don't get to do it. So, I was like, okay, fine. No big deal. Bring my vaccination card. But I wanted to get my pins out of the way because I was like, oh, no, there was like three pins I really wanted to get. So it was like um, a power line one from a goofy movie, if you've seen that. And um, well, we'll talk about it a little bit more on Saturday uh, coming up here. Um, and then there was another one, which was this like tentacle guy with a foot head. I'll, I'll show it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a picture of all these. I'll, I'll put a picture of all the stuff that we got. Um and there was like uh, the mad the shield. What's the dr- dragon shield? That's what the the thing was. Yeah, dragon shield produces um, stuff to protect trading card games. And at Gen Con, they always have special sleeves that do shockingly very well. Apparently, they're from Denmark. Oh yeah, like dragon shield is always a long line. Surprisingly, there wasn't a long line this time. Um, but they ran. They sold out of the exclusive ones um one of the guys from graham's group we actually saw him on friday right saturday oh saturday and he was talking about the stuff he bought but uh, anyway so those are the three things i was trying to find and they close at six the exhibition hall so i was like okay on a mission we had like 15 minutes and i was like okay let's let's go and i was like we we pulled up the map because they had like the qr code which was smart of the map and i was like scrolling i was like all right where's this booth and i was like this way so i found the Powerline one, which was at the Funko place, and you couldn't just buy the pin. You had to buy something, and I was like, oh my god. I was like, I was, they had a Goofy Movie uh, Powerline game, and I was like, I don't want to spend $20 to get a, like, a $10 pin, roughly. The pins cost like $10. And I was like, what's the cheapest game you have here? And he's like, the Mandalorian something. And um, I was like, how much is it? He's like, $8. I was like, 
I'll take that. I don't think he thought I was going to do that. I was like, the pen's like $10 itself. So I'm basically saving money, sort of, in a way. Um, and then he actually was like, oh, we're running a deal and we can get another like type of game. It's the same thing. But it was like Maleficent and then like Mickey Mouse. And I just picked the Maleficent one. And then I think, did he throw in anything else? That was it. It was like a deal for Gen Con. So I basically got two games into the pin. So I got a game for $8 and then another game and then the pin for free. So that, that was pretty nice. And then we went to the little foot guy and you could just buy them there. I was like, I want that. <laughs> I want the foothead guy just because it's so funny looking to me. I don't know. He looks, he has like a Chad face and funny lips. That's what I, I think it's pretty neat. I think he's called the magister or the master. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's got like a wand foothead guy. So, reasonable yes he has a foot shaped head and then the dragon shield one i think i got on saturday so yeah that was the main thing i wanted to do because after all that happened we were basically waiting to play BattleTech for like two hours which it may sound bad but we were smart and i was like we should bring a game to play and we bought carcassonne right yeah we bought carcassonne and we played that this is a classic tile basing game um where you're kind of building a map and putting dues on it um, yeah. And then we played the new game that we bought. It was interesting. It was a really quick game. Pretty simple. Um, it's like a, not like Uno. You just match the cards or get like a suit and sets and stuff like that. And then by the time we finished that, it was time to play Battletech. We played that for what, two hours? Yeah, it was a two hour shift. I went down, like I mentioned, and then Felicia managed to survive, even though her gyro was hit and her mech was basically crawling around the ground, spewing heat because her reactor was also damaged or technically it's reactor shielding, but she did manage to attempt a whole bunch of back. Sh- she almost successfully killed someone with back shots, but they survived, I think one pip of damage, despite you pounding the hell out of them from behind. I was trying to kill that guy. Cause when I found out they were giving uh, last year, they gave out like a coin um, it was just like the factions coins or something like that. Yeah, it was called, it's called a challenge coin. It was kind of styled on what the, at least the U S and probably other militaries do. But yeah, it was, then for you, it was of all, of all things, it was clan Wolverine, which is, it's, which is a cool faction, but it's such like a small thing in the fiction. It was a weird thing to get, but yeah, I wanted to get it and no one attacked me. So they let me have, it. I think they were like, Oh, let's let this, this woman win. I was like, Yes, let me win. Because that was the first time I ever played it last year, too. Also, they were all very busy with each other. This is true. But yes, uh, you instead of this time, you got like a little box and it had little Battletech mech. Just one. And it was like a little savage. It was like, uh, I was about to say savage box. Salvage box. It's kind of like a blind box because you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's a blind box of the Wave 1 Omni mechs from the Clan Invasion, which for most listeners doesn't mean a whole lot. But it's just some of the best some of the more iconic clan mechs. I got a mad dog, which is a, which is a good one. So it's a vulture. It's got a whole lot of missiles all over it. It's a, it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun guy. So yeah, we, we did that. I was trying to get one because there was a guy that was like on the brink of dying, but I kept missing and like hitting his shoulders and back. And that's like, I kind of stood back a little bit trying to like, you know, get a little bit of shots in, but the one time I moved up, I just get blasted. But I survived. <laughs> it was basically the last round. I was like, haha, they didn't kill me. So take that. Yeah. And so that, that was our our Friday. Yeah, we pretty much left. It was like 10 o'clock. And they were like, hey, you guys want to stay and play? I was like, damn. But they have stuff literally going on for like 24 hours at this thing. It's like four days to 24 hours of gaming, which is pretty neat. That I think that particular hall closes at midnight, but yeah, there's stuff going on all the time, plus whatever people get up to on their own. Yeah, like, they just take over downtown. Like, the bars, I'm pretty sure, are happy. Like, people are here. Um, like, people's hotel rooms are probably up all night playing because the, the hall didn't open up until 10, which I thought it opened up around 9 last year. So I think it may um, have started later, but also op- stayed open later. Like, from 10 to 6 instead of from 9 to 5. You know what I mean? It could be. I'm not going to bother to check that fact. Yeah, I'm not either, but that's what I think it was, because I remember us getting up way earlier last year, but I was like, we get to kind of sleep in, so it wasn't a big deal. On 
Saturday, we went in, wandered around for a bit, uh, mostly got a whole bunch of pins. And then when we went upstairs, because upstairs is where they have a lot of play space, because the main convention area is mostly sales space. They have demos, but it's mostly sales space. So we went upstairs, and we were looking around. We were watching the musicians from above, and they waved at us. Um, and then we, I saw this BIPOC lounge, and I was like, Ooh, what's, 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 a, what's a BIPOC lounge? What's a BIPOC, first off? It's a black indigenous people of color. And it was basically a hangout for non-white people to get away from all the goddamn white people, which I completely understand because even though Gen Con is becoming more diverse, it is still insanely white. Well, you're skipping over a lot of stuff on Saturday. No, <laughs> I was just getting do... to the buy box. We did, we did a whole bunch of stuff after it. Oh uh, Well, yeah, we did some uh, demoing too. I think a little bit before that because the BIPOC didn't open up until noon which was like two hours. We might have wandered around a little bit first. Um, you can check it out on our YouTube video that hopefully will be coming out within the next week or two, <laughs> whenever I finish it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because we kind of just wandered around and like, what was it? The games that we tested. But I guess we talked about the BIPOC lounge first. So we went up, we waited because it was it didn't open front until noon until like 10, I think, or Noon until six, so that I think that was the hours they had every day, except for Sunday it closed a little bit earlier. But um, it was basically like Graham said, they had showcasing like uh, black indigenous people of colors like artwork. They had like black gamer like people that make games and stuff like that, and then they just had a crap ton of games on the table like you could just play with people would sit down and um like you know play games together and stuff like that so we walk in i was like hi graham can't come in and the guy kind of you know laughed at it. he's like he's welcome as long as he knows what you know the space is for if you're accepting of people which i don't understand like the people at gen con are very accepting you have to be because there's basically like the rule is is like you know hate and stuff will not be tolerated there because there's all different types of people there which is great and part of it, too, is when we first got there, it had just opened. So I didn't want people's, like, first image of the BIPOC lounge to be just some white dude hanging out eating a sandwich. It seemed inappropriate. There was another interracial couple. There was a black woman and a white guy with their baby. They were eating lunch, too. I just, and I also wanted to give you a chance to, I, you know, I'd give you some space. So you, you met with some people playing. That's just, I think it's so funny. You wound up playing the this My Little Pony Adventures in Equestria game. Not only did you wind up doing that, you wound up with the fashionista character. Well, she looked kind of bitchy and angsty. And so I didn't, I, I, that's not the My Little Pony I remember. They were very new, like revamped characters. But like, I walk in there, they have like, it's a nice chill spot. Like, it's quiet. Um, you know, compared to the convention hall, which there is just a crap ton of people. Like, you're... Surprisingly, you maneuver pretty well in there. People kind of wait for people to cross. It's almost like a street. It's almost like uh, that street in Japan where you just see them, people flowing in different places. Like, you don't necessarily run to people. You'll get that one point where people are, like... I had a couple of those moments where you're like, uh, it. Eh. But, yeah, it's super quiet. It's upstairs. They had, like, ice-cold drinks. They had, like, chips, uh, coffee, water... And you can just sit there, relax, and get away from white people, I guess. Um, so I sat down. Graham was wandering. He was filming some stuff for me. And I was like, I guess I'll just sit here for a little bit. And a guy came down, and we talked for a little bit. Just, you know, like, hey, you know, like, uh, what does he do? And kind of stuff like that. And there was a woman there. She was Canadian. I figured it out. But I also knew I could tell by her accent. And there was another woman there. And, um, she was like, Hey, you want to play a game? I was like, I'm just in here. So sure. Why not? And I ended up playing for like an hour and a half. <laughs> it was a pretty long game, almost two hours. Cause I was there until like two 30. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. It, it took a while. And I was like, I felt bad. I told Grant, I was like, Oh, sorry. I was playing for so long, but also I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm having fun playing with different, you know, people, people of color it was great. Yeah, and I mean, all I did was I wandered around and filmed. Apparently, I took quite a bit of film of the floor because I'm still, even though I've used that camera multiple times, I'm still not comfortable with it. I do think I got some good shots. So I haven't seen the video that I turned in. 
Yeah, you did get some good shots. There was just a lot of shots on the floor because I think you forgot to turn off the record button. No, I'm sure I attempted to turn off the record mode and then just didn't. Okay, a little sidetrack here. Graham, we've had this camera since like 2007, 2018. It's just a little G7X vlog camera that all the vloggers used to use. And the record button, when you're holding it facing yourself, when you're like looking at yourself to the scope or whatever lens is looking at you, the camera's record button is on the left side. And it's just right there, super simple. I get it every time. He always has to look at it and like, uh, he struggles with it. I'm like, Graham, it's just right back there. It's not that difficult. And I was a professional spot news photographer, award-winning, and I cannot figure out that camera. Oh but my yeah, God. I got a bunch of water and found some, found some neat stuff. So it was, it was nice. Yeah, so... I think that was a really good idea. I think they said last year it was just like a mixer. This year they actually had a lounge and then they had the mixer too as well. I think that was on Friday night because I went in on Saturday. That was like our one like full. We were there from like 10 to 10. And um, yeah, it was just really cool. And I remember at one point Lay's like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, what are your pronouns? Because I had them on my thing because you could put them on your actual badge. And then they had um, like pronouns on there. They had they, them, she, her. He, him, I think, at the table. And asked me my pronouns. Okay, and yeah, and then they had, like, and they're, like, little ribbon things. And I was like, oh, it's uh, she, her. You know, no big deal, but I just kind of like it because, you know, most people are like, ah, that's so stupid. What do you need to know? I was like, it's polite because you don't know what people want to be called. And it, now you, you have no excuse because they're on, like, people have them on their ribbons. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, But, yeah, that game was pretty intense. Like, it seems like... I know people are probably like, oh, you're playing Milo. But we had a, a few people like, oh, it's got to get intense because we <laughs> and the other uh, person over next to me, we were just like, okay, what can you do next? Because it's a co-op game and it's a deck builder. And I was just like, okay, we got to beat this boss because we had to beat three and then we had to beat the final boss. And we end up winning, but it took like almost two hours, an hour and a half to, to get it. But, um, oh my God, it was... Slightly stressful, but we figured it out pretty quickly. And I was like, okay, if you do this, I got this card next. I will give this to her, like the sugar cube and all this. My deck was very small compared to uh, the woman on the right. She had like a card that's like, grab one free card from the thing. I was like, oh, that was a nice card to get. But oh man, that was, that was stressful. I guess you got like side eye from the black lady because she was like wondering who you were. But I guess you, you were like, she's mine. That, that's fine. My she gave me kind of... So I literally pointed directly at Felicia. It was my instantaneous response. I I think it's a great idea. They have that space to kind of be themselves, be together. And the other thing, I think you mentioned it, but one of the big things they do in there is they have like a professional mixer. So various non-white collaborators can get together in there. It also guided us to the artist we found because they had a little thing up there talking about her. So we wound up tracking down her in the artist's alley. I don't know what her name is. Uh, her real name is like Lauren. I forgot. I follow her on Instagram now. It wasn't too hard to find the black artists because first of all, there's not that many of them. And I was basically like, okay, where's the black people? at? <laughs> That's basically at like, I was like, okay, I want to get some new, cause we, we, we like art. We're sophisticated artsy type people. And I was like, I want to get some more art for our house and like, figure it out of course it was saturday so she sold out of a lot of her stuff actually which was i was like yes black girl magic and she had locks too and I, we picked up two like little prints and then like another poster that i gotta get framed that we're gonna hang up but i think they're pretty dope one is kind of based off beyonce and i said that and she was like yeah she was kind of my inspiration with the hat and the formation i was like yep i knew <laughs> but um yeah i think that i think that space is a good idea um, I know people are probably like, well, why do you need it? Because I, I want to see more black people. I think, I, I think I saw a lot more black people. I mean, of course you can always point out black people, but because game space is very for white men because there's, there was quite a few women there too. Um, but you didn't see a lot of black people. Like I did I never really saw a lot of the only black person I think saw running one of the games was the post office game there were a few others scattered in there but there weren't very many 
yeah like i want to see more black people getting into like gaming and like D and just hobby and tabletop stuff like because it's fun like i got into it and it's just fun to play board games and like do stuff like that so i think the bipoc lounge is very good because you can like decompress and just kind of you can sit down they have space to sit down and uh i, I think some people were talking about like race or something i was like okay um <laughs> uh a, a girl and her friend group came in or something like that but there were white people in there <laughs> it's just understand like you you know what the space is primarily for and you like are accepting of it so but um yeah, I thought it was a good idea because I got to sit down and I got to eat my lunch and relax. And then the actual mascot, Genevieve, came in. But that's her name, right? Or Guinevere. Genevieve, Guinevere. The dragon came in. Oh, I think it's Genevieve. I don't. I think it's Guinevere. I don't know. But yeah, we got a picture with her. <laughs> that was so weird because it was just. It's just a person in a suit and there was just so much excitement when this this person in this little red dragon suit walking around, just sort of kind of waving with both hands. But everyone was really excited to see. Well, first of all, we're like, oh, yay! We're like, oh, okay. He's like, hey, you want to take pictures with uh, Genevieve slash Guinevere? And I was like, oh, let's get a picture. You're like, no, you can go ahead. I was like, come on, Graham. I need to use this for our thumbnail anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we took a picture with them. And it, it was pretty neat. Because I don't think I saw uh, them last year. I don't know if they had them around. And we only really saw it once. Because... With how packed the place was, because they had a handler with whoever was in the suit. How packed the place was, it would be very difficult to to get around in that suit. Yeah, so it was definitely more packed. Like, um, so we'll just go ahead and uh, like BIPOC room. Hopefully, anybody from Gen Con is listening. Good idea. I think they should expand the mixers to like maybe Friday Saturday. That would be great. <laughs> but uh, and I, maybe I should actually like go. <laughs> To one of the mixers that'd be pretty neat um but bipoc room definitely good and the only reason we saw it is we were going upstairs i was like let's check upstairs they had it on their instagram but i forgot and then graham's like oh look and i was like oh yeah i forgot they're doing that so i'm glad you spotted it the only problem with the mixer is it's appropriately intended for people who are like in the in the space so unless this podcast blows up by next year which hey if you want to make this podcast blow up listeners please help us blow up and that would be great um i mean i like my new job but i think i'd also like a a job where i was podcasting and doing game stuff but um so anyways we uh did that we tested out some other games the only game two games really of the one game really of note that day was acropolis which is the city building game of building cities in ancient greece with these kind of triangular tiles and you're fitting them together and trying to make these big cities unfortunately they're sold out and they're not going to be available until like summer so that's a long way away he said like september October. oh yeah not uh, oh i'm confusing it with other stuff there was a lot of stuff that wasn't available right now probably due to supply chain issues and hobby game companies don't have the money of say gm to get their supplies around so they um but we tested that out. That was a good one that we would like to get when it's available. But I was moving us forward um, to the big event, which was the RPG we signed up for, which was the Avatar RPG, which is currently available as downloads. And the books, those books won't be available until summer. That's where I was getting confused. Yeah, there she was like, oh, the books won't be out until like next June. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay, I guess we're not going to pick that up anytime soon. We played the Avatar, the last Airbender RPG, which is based on the Powered by the Apocalypse system. Extremely rules light. There's only like five actions you would take in combat. There's like eight basic actions and then some specialty actions. Very heavily based on players doing stuff. For instance, the campaign we were in... uh, well, I was introduced my characters. I was playing the leader of a squad of soldiers, so I was—I said I was 16. Really, I probably, I probably should have said I was 18. And um, I, I just played as kind of a doof. He had a really thin mustache that he was inordinately proud of, and wore a big dumb hat because we were playing teenagers. And um, what I did was played him as just as just naive and willing to believe the best in everyone, like we had a street rat. Basically, it was one of our players, and and 
Kallik just believed that he was a good finder. That he was just always finding stuff people were missing. Yeah, uh, my character, his name was Day. Because uh, I, I was like trying to figure out a name for my, my character, what, what her name would be. And luckily they had like a list of names and stuff like that, which I was like, okay, great. And it was like off in fire, water nation, and like earth and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty good. And she's 12. Because he's like, you know, uh, these are kids. Like, you're playing with kids. No one's going to, like, die, die. Because it's based off the cartoon. Like, when somebody dies, it's, like, very significant. So, you would basically just kind of faint out of action. That's how you, like, would, I guess, die. But um, she's 12. Uh, she's from the Outer Ring. And she's kind of scruffy. And, like, a 12-year-old kid. Like, uh, she had long hair. And I think like kind of dirtyish clothes. I kind of based her a little bit off Toph because I think Toph is like twelve or eleven, eleven or twelve, something like that. And so she's on the outer ring. She's kind of got like, dirty clothes and like a- she's an athletic build. So she's like you know a scrappy little kid. That's what I, my characters were. Um, and I think at one point I had to like do like a stunt or something to like distract from the other guy that stole like this like compact. Oh, it's incredibly expensive compact. The GM did a great job of just describing how just beautiful compact the, the compact the guy saw. Example of how rules work. He just declared. He's like, this is one of my flaws. I steal stuff. And he just declared he was going to steal it. And he stole it. You know? And, I mean, the GM could have required him to roll, which would have been an option, but decided to just let it, let it go and just see where the storyline went. Yeah, and I was like, oh, um... I can do, like, a stupid stunt. So I was like, or do something to, like, distract something. And I was like, okay, watch me. I'm just, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect for my character. I'm 12. So I just started doing back wheels, like, backflips and cartwheels and stuff like that. And I was, like, like trying to distract from the fact that he stole that because she caught on, like, the NPC the GM was doing. He's like, yeah, where did you find that? Because he was, at one point, taking us out and, um... Or she was taking us out and was like grabbing his arm. Was like, I know you stole that. I was like, Hey, hey, look at me, look at me. Hey, hey, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, and then, and then they hand it off to the street rat who was like, uh, uh, This is the statue, uh, and uh, and then Felicia's like, I do backflips. His base starts doing cartwheels, and he's like, And you do cartwheels to honor the great uh, general who was here. Yeah, so our storyline point was basically the prince of the, was it the water tribe? Got taken. Prince of the northern water tribe, like the youngest prince was going to get married off and he got kidnapped right before his wedding. And it turns out that he was part of the Arctic, or no, the Albatross Seal Organization because everything in Avatar has to be um, (laughs) a cross creature. animals. Um, For instance, when they were complaining about the bad, because, you know, there was... No map. The map basically existed that we created. So we're in a palace, and then they escaped over into a dark alley. And everyone's like, "Oh, why is there a dark alley?" And I felt like, as a character from from the the capital, I needed to defend. I was like, "Well, it was because they built the puppy shelter right next door." And I was like, "Wait a minute, the puppy horse shelter, which I wanted to say puppy pony shelter, but I couldn't get it out." <laughs> Yeah, and our GM was like, yeah, sometimes I forget that you have to smush two just different animals together. Because my character had a pet, and you're like, oh, she has a pet. I was like, oh, crap. So I was trying to think of two animals, which you may think is easy, but I was like, it has to make sense, sort of. And it has, my character, it was like a small thing. So I made a turtle monkey, I think. It was like some, like. Lemur. Yo, see, there you go. Turtle lemur. And I was like. That's how it worked. I was like, oh, also my small animal just walks in. <laughs> like, no explanation and just, like, sits on my shoulder and just like, what? Because I had to point it out to you. It was one of your initial selections. <laughs> I forgot. I was basically trying to make sure I didn't, like, screw up the game. And I think it worked in very well. It's just like a 12-year-old, then, like, turtle lemur. I was like, what? It's my turtle lemur. No big deal. Carry on. <laughs> but what was the other parts? Um, and then we found, oh, and we went in, um, the GM, I think had a big goth background, so we relied heavily on that, but it was, uh, turns out that the insurrectionists also had a heavy presence in the beat poet community. Our fourth player I haven't mentioned until now decided that he was going to be big into beat poetry. So that would be like our end. So we'd go into this beat poetry thing and it was miserable and it was awful. (laughs) 
and I was like talking to one of the beat poets because like there was only like two other people aligned besides us four. <laughs> like we were the end of the line, and then we were just uh, I was just you know talking to GM because he was playing like uh the like just a, a girl NPC was like hey yeah whatever a goth yeah and I was like yeah sure whatever <laughs> and I was like moving my hair like yeah sure emo yeah whatever your dad yeah he kind of sucks <laughs> and i think at one point you were trying to help her because he's like my fucking dad because he like yelled it at the top of his lungs it was like like that was her beat poetry and he's like maybe if you made it longer <laughs> yeah because my character was very warm that was a, he was a warm supporting character very harmonious so he's like yes let's make it longer and i rolled insanely well to convince this girl to make her poem longer but the big thing was bo chala Bochala, Bochala, Bochala. Who was this 12 year old girl who took the recorder, took the front of the recorder, and used it as the GM described it like a dog whistle humans can hear. And it was good because we, at that point, we were getting into the character. So we had some really good reactions. The street rat, you and I, were like, oh God, this is the worst. And the guys before she was like, whoa, this is really deep commentary. And the street rat tried to steal her stuff and wound up going up. And got mis his name was Lewis, was misidentified as Lloyd. He was only up there trying to steal stuff from Bochala. And then um he goes out on the stage and cause he was a firebender, he starts like firebending and like moving. Cause we got to pick our like styles and stuff like that, and we can base it off real stuff. So he was like using his feet and they turned off the lights and he was like moving swiftly with its body and then more people they're like hey you gotta come in and see this lloyd guy like it, and then it was like packed at this point and then he had to like try and sneak off and then by the time he got in the back bochala was back there with her recorder and like smacking at her hand like she was gonna kick his ass basically and he had to hurry up and like dip out of there and then like people he was like people were like lloyd because it's like a one-time show only and like Lloyd lives forever. Forever Lloyd. <laughs> it was yep. funny. So, he, he, and then the, the player played it that he was just completely terrified of this 12-year-old girl for the rest, which was fine because he was like 14. Um, and then we went to go and we tracked down their hideout and we went there and watched and Felicia rolled really badly on her, basically look in the window. So the GM narrated that we look and we basically, you know, like any TV show, the bad guys lay out their plan. And then... Even though all of us rolled well, you face plan onto the window, which I which I played out as the three of us were like completely stable, and you were just going, whoa, whoa. and then we had a big old fight where uh, you were just beating the shit out of everyone. <laughs> Kinda, yeah, I was rolling really well. So that that was basically it, because I took two fatigue from that fall from the window, but I still lived in and just like kicked everybody's ass. That and we were getting close to like the end. Yeah, it was definitely rushed a little bit. I mean, the, the conclusion was, yay, you stop the bad guys and the authorities show up and arrest everyone, yay. But it was a lot of fun. I liked it. Um, definitely need to be interested in a couple things. You need to want to do story games. You need to be, I think the GM, even more so than usual, needs to be conscious that no one is taking up too much spotlight because it's very easy for someone who is more natural to really take over the scene. And just like kind of direct everyone to what they're doing, um, and you also have to like the Avatar. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, if you didn't like Avatar, I don't know. Well, you might just want to try it, but then you're spending like it was only like what eight dollars or something like that under under eight dollars. But um, I don't know why you would try it and then like spend money on it, like more money than all you're spending at the con. But I enjoyed it. It was fun because it was kind of like we make. We make up the stuff, which I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. I can see that. I can see us doing it if we ever, like, knock out maybe a and d night or something. But, yeah, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. And then comes Sunday, which Well, I we did do some other stuff, like 
we did do a lot of browsing around. I'm trying to think of what other game we played. We did Flourish. We tried that last year, which was a disaster. It was better this year, but I still don't think I would get the game for me. Flourish is a very interesting game because it's much about what the the conceit is. You're building an uh, like an Edwardian style garden with a lot of flowers and trails and follies and all this other stuff in it. And it's designed that there's a lot of interplay between players. You're passing cards back and forth. You can score stuff based on what other people do and everything else. It's a very interconnected game. Problem was last year we had seven people. This time we only had two. So it was much easier to understand. I just absolutely blew it out because I got a million mushrooms. And I was just like, I got a mushroom garden. I don't know why this would be really fascinating to look at in England, but I got mushrooms everywhere. Felicia at least had variety. Yeah, but uh, you won and towards the end, though, but... What else did we do on Saturday? I'm trying to think of the that uh, Arcopolis game. I want to get that when it comes out because that was really fun. Um, and apparently we didn't see everything because on Sunday we walked like on the side and we saw the UPS Postal game. And I saw them on Instagram advertising it. And I was like, I forgot about it again <laughs> because I sold it on Thursday and it was Sunday at this point. And I was like, dang, we didn't see any of this. And we waited for about... 10 15 minutes to do a demo um one lady got tired of waiting i was like i've been here now i was like i got nothing else to do but oh we did have a a little bit of instance let me go back um as we were leaving on sunday we were prepared to get there early because we were going to do a shadow run game <laughs> Graham's probably still upset about this it's been like a week now by the time you're listening to this but um we get in the car, we have all our stuff, and, you know, it's Sunday, so we, we didn't bring a lunch this time, because we're not going to stay there for too long after we were going to do Shadowrun. We get to the parking lot, and he didn't have his shoes. <laughs> he brought them in the house, he didn't have his sandals, he didn't have, all he had was his socks on. So, we basically had to go back. <laughs> to the house and i felt so bad both because i'd been looking forward to it felicia had been looking forward to it there's also going to be this hole at this table so who knows how long they wait for us to show up i just felt miserable but we but felicia was like come on doesn't matter doesn't make a difference we'll do it so got through it we went back got my shoes came back worked out well because we managed to then meet with our friends who were there we wouldn't have been able to meet with them yeah and with the avatar game there was literally four of us and Everything was sold out, so I don't know, like, I don't think, they just count who's coming there. I mean, they may have, may not have waited. It's whatever. I didn't find it, like, I was like, we get to look around for more hours. And if we would have went to the Shadowrun game, we probably would have missed out on the game that we actually bought. (laughs) The USPS game. So I was like, it's whatever. Now we get to see people and hang out with them and look around more stuff, which we did. So, and I brought more, more pins (laughs) from that same guy avatar pins so yeah we we did that on sunday it was a very light day because sunday is like the last day that's when people have either packed up at this point or packing up early and people are sold out of stuff by this point um but we did do um the usps game and they were having a deal um it was 35 originally but they i think they were trying to get rid of their stock because they don't want to take it back and they knocked it down to 25, and we got stickers, a pin, and a plushie. It's, it is an interesting game. You've got uh, the, core, the core mechanic is you're trying to move uh, packages around the country, and you get these movement cards that dictate alternate ways of movement. It's like flying from place to place, using a train from place to place, using the Pony Express, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. They included a rocket card, which is a reference to, in 1959, apparently the United States Postal Service tested using cruise missiles to deliver mail. So, yes, this game is basically a map of the U.S. and everything that is used in the game USPS has, like mules, rockets, jeeps. I was very confused that they had a steam engine, they had a, a airplanes, which, yeah, I knew that, but I was like, a rocket? I was like, when did they use that? And you looked it up. Yep. So we explored around. Um, we tested a game about, I don't remember the name of, about building the city of Rome, which uses these cool looking resins. You like have you, you get all these plots and you put these resin pieces on there that are like uh, apartment buildings and markets and things like that. And it comes out at the end of the game. It looked really cool. Problem was... 
that bitch was like 220 something dollars now granted the pieces were cast very well painted and there was a lot of stuff and a lot of things in that board but it was mainly there was because you had four and apparently you can have an expansion of i guess five or six and they all have the same pieces so that takes more money and i was like no it was fun game like it makes you think a lot going into it. And I thought I was going to do horribly in it. Cause I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I, I started to pick up on it towards the end. And then I was like working ahead. I was like, okay, if I get this one card, I can build this place. But that guy stole it from me. I was like, dude, no, <laughs> I started getting into it, but woo, I was not dropping that. Yeah. Yeah. That it was, it was, it was cool, but not, not worth it in my mind. Of course we dropped, you know, that much on Battletech miniatures, so... Well, in total, we got uh, how many books and then Battletech? Well, we got more than that when you count the books, but we got, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it's not... I don't think it's unreasonable to spend $210 on a game. Like, it's it's a definitely a purchase you need to think about. You need to be like, am I going to play this game a whole lot? If yes, go for it. If you're not, then, you know, it's just going to sit on your shelf and you're going to feel foolish. Yeah, I think the guy, he was explaining the rules, but I think it was a little confusing to me. That's why I was kind of lost. I was like, I'm not going to do this. Kind of like, I'll backtrack to like Saturday. We did that scribble game. I think I zoned out <laughs> and was not paying attention because I was watching the video back and I was like, yeah, I just zoned out. You did that completely wrong. You scored like I know. massively negative points because what it was is it's, it's this neat little idea. There's this map you put out, you have a dry erase pen, and then you choose a class, and then you can go into rooms and get stuff like, like you have to go into a room and you fight the goblins. You have to color the goblins completely out, and then you go into a room. You have to collect the ancient runes. You have to connect them all in numbers. Then you run into another room and you have to run through the berries to collect the rare berries and whatever. So it's fun. It's fast. It's interesting. I it says ten plus, but I really think you could probably drop it lower i think they were probably doing that for um hand control more issues than mental capacity because it wasn't very but like like when you cast a magic spell you had to draw this magic rune and felicia just kind of drove <laughs> ran a line through it yeah i was not paying attention i don't know what i, I think i was setting up the camera so i stopped listening to him <laughs> and then i tried to get back into it and then he's like okay you guys ready i was like yeah I didn't want him to explain it again because I felt bad, but there's like no one really standing near us. There was only one game where, okay, in Gen Con, first of all, rules of Gen Con, do not stand behind somebody very closely when you're testing a game. Like, give them space. Like, you can look, like, find looking at people at games because that's what it's supposed to be for. Like, oh, I might want to come back and play test this. But there was this one guy we we're doing the Arcopolis game. He was like literally standing there the whole time we were playing and he was very close like i i think i hit him with my elbow like i could feel him behind me i was like if that happens like dude back up because i know i look at like games but i make sure i'm not like on top of people so just be mindful of that like looking and then there's like lingering and then hovering like they're they're two different things like looking at games and like kind of taking a step back like we were looking at the post office game i was like oh i'll just lean on the mailbox like i'll just wait right here and make sure i'm not in people's way but yeah there that guy was seriously hovering oh had a blast um I had to do some family stuff afterwards that took up a bunch of time but that was fine and we got back home and i basically laid in bed and went to sleep <laughs> Yeah, and then on the way back home, I was trying to get us, we were going to go to the Mexican restaurant here to eat, and I was like, oh, we'll take the interstate, it'll be faster. Lo and behold, there was like this 10 car, oh. It was a 10 car pileup caused by a semi carrying flammable liquids running into the back of vehicles, possibly as a result of a different accident farther along the interstates that um, sent, this one sent four people to the hospital. Um, so they completely shut down the interstate. Yeah, it was shut down. They had directed people off the interstate. So we were stuck in that traffic for about 45 minutes, which we could have made it to the Mexican restaurant before they closed. But I was like, I do not want to make the staff of the restaurant stay an additional half an hour. <laughs> because yeah, I don't like, like if... We would have got there like at eight fifteen, like we were supposed to, instead of like nine forty five, 
I was like, I don't like making people like wait when they're, I know they want to go home, go sleep. So we just went back to hashtag not sponsor Culver's eight and I did laundry and then I got to go to sleep and I, it like, it took it out of me cause we were both tired cause we did a lot of walking, lots of like browsing, playing games. Like it takes it out of you. Like I can't imagine doing all four days, like actual four days. Like even last year we did more, but there was definitely a lot more stuff. And there were some repeats, I think, of games that, because they're like, we'll just bring it back out because people weren't here as much last year. So, yeah, Gen Con 2022, I think, was a huge success. Definitely going back next year, going to get our tickets as usual. And I think we'll uh, go, maybe I'll make Graham take all four days next time and actually do it. That might be fun. And that's, and it'll be more reasonable that time. I've been working for them for more than a year. So, take yeah, two days think, off is not as unreasonable. I think that, uh, cause we never go on Thursday. We buy the four day passes cause it's cheaper than getting like a Saturday pass is ridiculous. Cause that's when everybody wants to go. Sundays is the cheapest. And then Fridays is a little bit less than, uh, Saturdays. And then Friday, Thursday's pass is a little bit less than Friday. So it, it's a better bundle if you get like, um, the four day, which of course it's how they get you. But I think it was a huge success. I enjoyed myself. I was pumped for it. Now I'm sad that it's over. But we did get a crap ton of stuff. So. Yes, we did. We were, our bags were loaded on Saturday, especially with those books. And we got art. So it, I, I think it was very fun. Huge success. And better than last year because I was a little disappointed with that stupid, stupid escape room. Like that just ruined most of my day just because I was so annoyed. But. I'm glad we got our tickets early and picked stuff. I think next year we'll probably pick a little bit earlier so we can do stuff earlier in the day so we can have the evenings instead of waiting till like 10 o'clock at night. But other than that, it was fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I look forward to next year. And I look forward to showing the stuff off and the painting stuff we have and playing the games we got. It was really a lot of fun. Yeah, and I will save Graham the IDK this week. I might do two next week now. But yeah, uh, if you want to check out any of the stuff that we did, we posted it on our socials. Uh, DYT pod underscore on Instagram and DYT pod on Twitter. We posted some pictures today. Um, well, as we're recording this, follow us on our social medias. Fifi underscore J two four seven on Instagram and Twitter. Graham is just Graham D Mildrum everywhere else. Send us some mail. Ask us questions. We want to answer your questions. We want to do like a questions episode. So literally Graham said he will answer anything. So send us anything at damnyourtallpot at gmail.com and we'll answer your questions. Or you can send them on a DM on our socials. Either way, just send us some questions. So I think that's the, the end of this Gen Con podcast special. If you want to hear more specifics about Gen Con, we did this one. Oh, oh. We almost forgot. What? Oh, the game. God. Oh, our game. Okay. So before we go, if you don't know, we have this little running game that we started where we count ears, tails, utility kilts, and fedoras. So we did a running tap. Like Graham was like stopping and actually taking it serious and stopping and writing it down in his phone. So I don't know the total. He knows. But all right, let's go ahead before we go. All right. Now. The, there are four things that you are judged on. First, fedoras, because fedoras generally look stupid. Uh, you are judged on utila kilts, because if you... This is this is me, as someone of vague Scottish ancestry. If you wear a kilt and you need pocket space, you wear a sporin. You do not put pox on a kilt. Additionally, there is ears, which can be attached to a, fur, a full head. Yeah, about the kilt, it's just because Graham thinks it looks stupid with the pockets. He's more traditionalist. He doesn't care about men and uh, skirts. It's just, he's like, hey, you're supposed to, that's a, like a Scottish, like, and rough man thing. It is traditional attire. You should wear traditional attire in a traditional fashion, unless you're doing some kind of, like, major remix of traditional attire. If you're just slapping one item on traditional attire, no go, don't like it. Uh, first of all, it was two items because there was two pockets on the side. Go to hell. All right. <laughs> also, um, just kind of because uh, tears and 
uh, ears. Ears, like I was mentioning, count if they are on a full head, uh, like a full furry head. Um, so, on Friday, we had, I spotted three tails, you spotted no tails. Uh, I spotted six kilts, you spotted eight kilts. I spotted three ears, and you spotted no ears, and you spotted the only fedora of the day. Woohoo, there was not that many fedoras. Yeah, no, there was not. All right, Saturday, we ha- I actually broke it into two, before the BIPOC and then after the BIPOC, in part because I was keeping records on my phone, I was running out of space to put hash marks, so I started another one. Also, that's kind of interesting. So, beginning of the day, so all day, we I, on- I was the only one to see a single fedora, and that was in the morning. We actually were even on tails. You had three before and three after. I had six before and six after. Then ears, you had nine before. I had 12 before. And then you had eight before, uh, eight after, and 13 after. The kilts, you led on 11 before, 12 after. And then I had eight before and 13 after. Uh, Sunday, uh, you had four kilts. I had five kilts. You had one tail, I had six tails, and uh, you had seven ears and I had eight ears. One of the reasons for that big distinction on tails is while Felicia was listening to the rules and everything else, paying attention to the USPS game, I was watching people go by with the tails. So, in total, you ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. Are you going to be able to handle it? Oh no, I lost. I've had like the running, I'm the reigning champ of tails kilts and ears and fedoras go ahead all right so tails in total i spotted 21 and you spotted seven damn in total for the whole time damn in kilts i spotted 32 and you spotted 34 fedoras we tied at one each oh yeah and then ears, I had 36. Oh, I know I did bad. And you had 24. Ah, oh, dang it. Ah. That's because, man, I was actually trying to find stuff to do. And you were like, oh, look, there's some ears. Oh, look. You know what? I'm going to end the podcast here. Graham's a jerk. Okay. See you on the next one. Bye. Bye.